0: You are listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton.
1: A lot of feels today. A lot of feels on the show today. We checked off a lot of boxes. We had Mike Arruzzioni on an hour ago. You know, we just did Bracketology for the first time. We held off for a very long time. But now we're we're starting to get to, I mean, March is, is what, Friday? I mean, come on now. It's time.
2: You said Izzo wrong, David.
1: It's, it's, please. Stop it. Ohio State, stop it. Stop it. Please. I'll think about calling it Izzo if they make the tournament. That's up in the air at the moment.
3: It sure is.
2: Oh, trust me, I know. I'm hanging on for dear life over here. I
3: will say though Gator fan.
2: <laughs>
3: yes, got to be feeling good right now. Yeah. Team's peaking at the right time.
1: Could the How many of the SEC teams are you buying? You got Tennessee, Alabama, Auburn, Kentucky, Florida.
3: Well, we saw what Kentucky is on their best day.
1: Uh-huh. We've seen it a couple times. Yeah.
3: I mean, Kentucky on their best day can play with anybody.
1: Kentucky on their best day can go to the Final Four. Absolutely. How about
3: Bama on their best day? I like Bama a lot. They can score. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, that is the one thing about most of these SEC teams we're talking about. They can score. Kind of a big deal. That's just in.
1: I will say, though, I don't know. Last year's team couldn't win a game any other way. They ran into a game when San Diego State. Put the clamps on them, and they had no plan B. Can Bama win a plan B game? You know, Tennessee, we have no No. faith in them. Well,
2: you can't. I I would put Kentucky there, too. Recent history. I don't trust Kentucky. I definitely don't trust Tennessee. I'm with you guys there. But I'm just saying, I think Kentucky's in that spot, too.
1: Bruce Pearl, pretty good tournament coach. Auburn on their best day. Auburn probably in a lead eight team on their best day, wouldn't you say?
3: Yeah. I think think that that's a a fair statement. And then you got the Gators, who went to
1: Kentucky and won and had a nine-point lead late at Bama and lost in overtime.
3: I mean, Shelby's got Tennessee as a two, Bama as a three, Auburn as a four, Kentucky? Kentucky as a five, Florida as a six. There you go. So
1: that's just playing the SEC game. I do disagree with Shelby. Like, to me, he had Wake Forest out until they beat Duke. Uh, To me, that's absurd. It's absolutely absurd. They should have been in before beating Duke. Uh, What are they, the second-place team in the ACC? I mean, come on. Really? A major conference like that, you're not putting the second. But it happened to USC a couple of years ago in the Pac-12. They finished second in the regular season, lost the Pac-12 title game, had 23 wins, and didn't get a bid.
3: Wake's, I mean, for- the- wakes fourth, just for the record. Okay, in the sorry. ACC, they've lost to Georgia, uh huh,
1: who's not awful. They're average, but they're not as awful as they've been. They who's lost Georgia to
3: Florida State,
1: who's average not awful, average.
3: But Wake Forest the their remaining games, Notre Dame, Va Tech, Georgia Tech and Clemson. I mean, Va Tech and Clemson are both games they could lose.
1: So, they're in now. Okay. I will say the ACC's got an argument. Like all I know is we put the teams you allow us in the tournament, they all do damage lately. Why are we not getting more teams? So anyway, little bracketology there. All right, 20 days until selection Sunday. We'll have brackets three weeks from today. Getting excited.
2: That's gonna be, be a gonna glorious wait. time. I cannot wait. You guys are gonna I'm gonna be insufferable. You guys thought I was insufferable now. Just wait till March Madness.
1: Wait, you mean you mean this gets worse? <laughs> <laughs> wait, you mean you
2: get you get happier? You get more excited? I sure do.
3: This oh, is going to be the Lions going to the playoffs again? Is that what we're getting? Um,
2: it's when Michigan State makes a run, it's close to that level. So yeah, I got, but they got to get it together. Today we don't even know. You know, they'll they'll just be a
1: line. That's all. I mean, do you just are you one of those in which all oh, my team you have them go to the Final Four every year?
2: No, no. I'm realistic. Okay. Last year I had them going to the Sweet 16, which they did, and then losing to Kansas State, which they did. Okay. So. All right. Fair enough. By the way, last year, because UConn won and no one really picked UConn, I won my bracket pool by picking Kansas State to win it all. That's bizarre. Hmm. But they had a good run. Also, before we move on, I want to throw this in there because I think it's really interesting. So, Florida, if I would have told you before this season that the Florida Gators would be the best in-state program this year in men's hoops, would you have believed me? No. You've got FAU, Florida State's Florida State, Leonard Hamilton, and Miami. Right. No, they and the Gators have answered the bell.
3: Wouldn't have answered yes to that question a month ago, because they weren't the best team in state a month ago. Yep. they have, they have really found themselves here in the last three weeks, and they're playing their best basketball as we head into March. It's great timing by the men's Gator basketball team.
1: By the way, locally. Hats off! I believe the FGCU men clinched a spot in the ASUN playoffs with the win Saturday. I'm not. I've not seen that officially anywhere. I'm a little surprised that they haven't sent that out. If it's true, but knowing the tiebreakers the way I know it, the worst they can finish is tenth, and the top ten teams go.
3: Well, uh, congratulations then. You also, you finished tenth well, in a twelve team conference. Well, there's that you were picked right now. That you were picked to finish third.
1: Well, that is true. They're seventh right now. Okay, have two road games left. But I'm just saying, listen, we were worried after they lost last Thursday at home. We were worried that they could miss the playoffs entirely. Uh, This just in, by the way, the women, I think, are one win away. One win away from extending... They're at 24 wins. Yeah. So when they win their next game, that'll be the 14th consecutive year of winning 25
3: or more games. And I think it's it's actually becoming more impressive than meets the eye because with the transfer portal, before money was involved – FGCU did really well in the transfer portal. Now even women's basketball players are getting a little something-something.
1: Not at FGCU, they're not. That's
3: my point. <laughs> no, no, that's why I, That's why this is even more impressive to me, David. Right? <laughs> they can't
1: even say, hey, uh, you want to go get some subs? No, they don't even have that.
3: I mean maybe you get a discount at Wally's Deli. I'm not sure. He's a big supporter of the athletic he, department over there.
1: That, that is true. He but I think he just does that on his own. I do too. I don't too. think it's anything official.
3: Right. I could I, I might have to have one of his cheesesteaks today. They're really good. That sounds good.
2: I'll be down there. I'm going soon. for a hot dog and mustard. Ooh. You know what? And I'll report
1: back.
3: No, you know what? We're not I'm buying you hot dogs after the show. I know where we're going. Okay, all right. There's a there's a place that serves a Detroit dog not more than a mile down the road.
2: I will not turn that down.
3: It's
1: fantastic. They've won 17 in a row, by the way. And yet, right now, they would not get an at-large. They have two more regular season games left. And then, in theory, they have to win uh, three conference tournament games. So, let's just say they win four more in a row. That means they'd have 28 wins and a 21-game winning streak playing the conference final.
3: And they have to win out to get into the tournament. That's a fact.
1: It seems that way. Their net rating is in the mid-50s. Usually, you have to be in the mid-40s to get an at-large. The women have never gotten an at-large. They had a team eight years ago that clearly should have gotten an at-large. And I think that they played the last game of the regular season. They did. They played Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock. And they blew a big second half lead, lost the ace on final. And I think the committee never considered what do we do with them if they lose? Because they lost and they went, huh, I'll be damned. But there were a few people who do women's bracketology who said, oh, wow, FGCU lost. What do we do? Oh, well, I still put them in as a 10. The bracketologists had them in. But the NCAA left them out.
3: And that team, net wise, was better than this team, correct, David?
1: Yes, yes, because that team had Whitney Knight, who got drafted in the second round of the WNBA draft. Right. So that's but, why we think the women have to, in all likelihood, win the conference again. Because Carl bid. can't would... get
3: Carl can't get games. This is not they, he would love to schedule a more difficult schedule. No, no power five teams really playing. What Kentucky played them this year and they beat them, right?
1: Kentucky, yes, unfortunately, Kentucky's, you know, not very good. I'm amazed that the coach from Kentucky continues to answer the phone because Carl, I think, beaten them the last three times he's played them. But, you know, he was able to get Duke on the schedule. Duke beat him. Duke's a tournament team. He, um, you know, he was in the Gulf Coast showcase there. They played Iowa, got whacked. But much like eight years ago, Mark, what should have gotten that FGCU team in was they beat a George Washington team who had a first-round draft pick, John Jones, on their team at GW, and GW was a six seed, and they beat them without Whitney Knight. I mean, I don't know how that game did not get them in the tournament. Well, they've got one of those games this year. They beat North Carolina on a neutral court. It was the Gulf Coast Showcase, but on, that's a neutral court game. North Carolina has been ranked more weeks than they've been unranked, and they just beat NC State, who's like sixth in the country the other day. And so they've got a win against a solid tournament team. So that's a, a, I mean, that's floor. a quad one win. Yes, I mean they're one, so they're and, one two and two against ranked teams this year. Right. I, mean, I would like. Until they get an at-large, I'm never going to believe that they're going to get one, but they, this team really, if they run the table to the end, 21-game winning streak, 28 wins overall, and then by chance lose, uh, they should get an at-large. Yeah, they won't.
3: They won't. But they should. That's just the reality of it with FGCU's team, that the net's not high enough, they don't take care of mid-majors, and they're actually considered a low-major.
2: I think you guys bring up a great point though about the scheduling. That is a huge. It's tough when you're when you're good. He you're too good get, to. He can't get the in-state schools to play him. Yeah. South
1: Florida won't play him. UCF stopped playing them. Never mind Miami, Florida, and Florida State. He can't get anybody in-state to play him. Miller and Malt.
0: Welcome to the bonus hour brought to you by Jason and Todd at the diamond district. And now here's Mark Miller and David Moulton.
1: 21 minutes past the hour. Good, bad and ugly. What's on tap. Today was the day one coming up in a little more than 15 minutes, along with our final thoughts, a pick or two. What were we 12 and four this weekend? Yes. You had It all up. Yeah. No. Unbelievable
2: i fire. Miller you weren't Bowl. 12 and four. No, I wasn't. No. I was might've been 11 and five. It <laughs> was 11 and five. Creighton. Unbelievable. Actually, I was 12 and five because I took the heat.
3: All right.
1: That's true. That's true. And that's why see young whippersnapper there because he started the week off one big money on the heat Friday night. So he's like, I don't have to listen to anybody. Nobody's smarter than me. and so that's how he persists so he knows our system he's documented our system he knows our system has been money and what did he do yesterday he bet right into the teeth of the system and got eaten right
2: (sighs) (laughs) and i didn't know about it until i landed and got the text from david saying what the f were you thinking
1: well, that's because you didn't see that Rick Pitino wore the ice cream man suit. I mean, <laughs> if you had seen him in that suit, there's no way you would have bet against Correct. Now,
3: can any team ever do a whiteout again unless their coach is willing to make that move?
1: <laughs> well, or is he just taking the whiteout a little bit further than everybody else? Like everybody else can do the whiteout. But St. John's does it now, you know, because he used to do that at Louisville. Right. Or Louisville, my bad. Okay, he used to do that at Louisville.
2: Well, so, it's also funny juxtaposed with the whole last week ripping his team to pieces and then he shows up in a white suit and everyone loves him again.
1: Well, in between, though, did you see the post-game mia culpa? He did when they won, uh, who'd they beat, a bad team? Yeah. By, oh, Georgetown. Georgetown. And, oh, my goodness. I started naming everybody by name. Loved this guy, talking about their families and the whole deal. Uh, well, and, mean, he,
3: and he apo- came right out apologized and just said that he. Well, it's, it, it took a couple days, though, because the next day he gets. No, he doubles ish. down the next day. He doesn't right. apologize until after the Georgetown game. But right. he also, in the apology, said oh, it was a lot harder on these guys in practice
1: which is what some of his former players who were interviewed said. He goes, well, that's nothing they haven't heard before. And one guy talked about how I was so bad at practice one time. He said, if you continue to do that, I'm going to chop you up into nine pieces. (laughs) He goes, uh, you know, you can't take him seriously. But so anyway, we'll have some picks coming up. So uh, court storming was our poll question.
3: Can I, can I just have one quick last thing on Patino? Because Mm -hmm. His dye job used to be a lot darker. Right. His hair has turned more orange.
1: Do you think it's because once you dye it to a certain point, is this like kind of Botox? Once you've done whatever it is to your face, your face then goes, I, I can't move normally anymore. It, it's got You know, you look like Madonna recently. It's yeah, just think- like,
3: okay. And I don't know, David, because I don't, you know, there's not one right. bit of dye in this hair. This is, this right. is mine.
1: Exactly. No, you and I look the way we look. It is el natural, baby. Right. But But I just laugh every time I
3: see him because Patino looks completely differently as he's aging. But he looked good in the suit.
1: Yeah, he pulled it off.
3: Not everybody can do that.
1: No, in his early 70s, he still pulled off that suit. I I give him credit. So... Court storming's our poll question, you know, we had a, a one over the weekend, a Duke player got hurt and, uh, John Shire, head coach of Duke said, when are we going to end these things? That's about three weeks after Matt Painter of Purdue said, when are we going to end these things? And so we're asking you, should we end these things? Yay or nay.
3: And the vote's getting closer. Ooh. It's 5743 now
1: look at that. That's not good. That's not good. Because we think the powers that be are inclined to do away with them. Now, of course, you know, they're not going to have, you know, armed guards out there. And if some kids want to storm the court, they're going to end up storming the court, but at least it would be against the rules and you could take whatever action, you know, legally and otherwise that you could take.
3: I don't know, you know, you've been saying that it's going to be the conference commissioners that do it.
1: Yes, because they're lawyers. Conference commissioners talk to university presidents and lawyers. And ADs
3: will have no say-so in this. And coaches will have no say-so in this.
1: No. Listen, I think there's a lot of coaches that would want to do away with it. I don't think they like it at all. I think they want to do the handshake line and get off the floor. And the court storming's a problem. Last thing they want to deal with is a court storming.
3: Play better on the road. <laughs> um,
1: I will say, I only remember three at FGCU. All right, two of them were met when the men beat Miami the year they ended up going to the Sweet 16. That was the first men's court storming that I remember. The student section was packed, and they, the students came out onto the floor. They were like, this is cool. Oh, okay. And it went fine. You know, they they went to the middle of the floor. The Miami players had come to the sidelines. Laranega, you know, and the guys, they did the handshake. Everything was fine. Larinaga shook Andy's hand and said, you'll never see me again. That's the true story. That's not me being flippant. Because the contract got done four days before Laranega took the job, okay, and so he comes, loses to FGCU, shakes Andy's hand, and says, "You'll never see me again." But and then four years later, Mark, the men won the ASUN tournament at home. Right. I think it's the only time they won at home. The, the I think I'm trying to remember because they won it in Macon. They won it in Macon. They lost it at home in 14. They lost it at home in 18. No, I guess they won back-to-back at home, 16 and 17. Okay, I know in 16, they stormed the court because it was dramatic. It was in overtime. We did the game together. Okay, Zach Johnson with the block to save the win. Okay, and that it was exciting. It was thrilling, you know, two-point game in overtime. I don't think they stormed it in 2017. They kind of had North Florida by double figures. I think it was just at that point, you know. They were accustomed to winning. But believe it or not, the first time it ever happened was a women's game when the women were making the – they were about to make the transition to D1, but they were the undefeated number one team in the country in D2. And the way they still do it is you actually send eight teams to the national tournament. So they played what was called the region final, but it was essentially the Sweet Sixteen. And they played it at Alico and it was the first time Mark that they had ever had to bring the grandstand out for a women's game. You know, they had over 4,000 people at a women's game and the student section was packed and, you know, you normally, there were 12 students at these games and they ran out onto the floor. I mean, they were, you know, they were literally picking the women up and like putting them on their shoulders, treating them like champions. It was actually cool to see. but So I remember three happening at FGCU. Nothing bad happened at all three.
3: It's one thing to say you're going to stop it. It's another to act on it. And how are you going to do it? Because as we've said, they don't have the security on a nightly basis to no. stop them.
2: No. That's and hiring
3: them to and me. hiring them would cost an astronomical sum of money and you don't know if they're necessary cuz you're got to win the game first.
1: Never mind how many you're going to hire to stop. If The entire the student section there is like 800. That one part side is I think 800 tickets. How are you going to stop 800 kids if they decide we're rushing the floor? Even if half of them decide we're rushing it. Even if a quarter of them. How are you going to stop 200 kids? How many people do you need?
2: Well, that's the whole key here. That's what we keep coming back to is I think every level-headed person would agree that this needs to get under control. The question is how do you do that?
3: You'd have to – I think you'd have to threaten arrest.
2: There's no good answer.
3: That you could be arrested if you storm the court because they don't care about the fine because they're not paying it. You'd have to deter them in some way that will get the fans – to stop storming the court, and I don't know if it can be done.
0: You're listening to Miller & Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network.
1: 22 minutes until the top of the hour, 16 until we're out of here. We're Miller & Moulton on the Florida Sports Network, FloridaSportsNetwork.com. Thanks for being with us. Miss any part of the show. That's where you go, by the way, to download it. FloridaSportsNetwork.com. Like uh, Mike Arruzzioni, who was on uh, the top of our 8 o'clock hour, our third hour.
0: So it's there. time for someone to take back this segment. If for no other reason than to stop David from talking about Megan and Harry. Here's Mark Miller with Today Was the Day When.
3: I hope you've got something because we need to get to March. Because apparently February was not a good month for sports history. The Yankees released Babe Ruth today in 1935. He'd sign with the Boston Braves. Right. 83. Thriller goes number one. It would stay there for 37 weeks. During those 37 weeks, David would have stolen 174 Thriller cassettes that he would in turn sell at his high school. More than that. I just threw a number out there. More than that. Today in 1989, Tom Landry was fired. There are still,
1: there are still Cowboys fans who are like, tell me when Jerry Jones dies. That's when I'll start rooting for them again.
3: I remember my first boss when I worked in minor pro sports and Decided to go into the sports world for a career. He says, you try to make yourself indispensable. Because that's your goal. He goes, now it's impossible because Tom Landry was fired. And that was how he would explain it to everybody. And in 2017, Kurt Busch wins the Daytona 500. Kyle Larson runs out of gas on the last lap. Victor Hugo, Levi Strauss, Jackie Gleason, Tony Randall, Fats Domino, and Johnny Cash all born today.
1: Boy, we're having a hell of a party today
3: singer Michael Bolton 71 hockey player Joe Mullen 67 and Marshall Faulk 51 and that's all I've got David what did I miss hmm
1: um well we can go back to uh, 1919 grand canyon designated a national park 105 years ago all today. right there
3: you go yeah
1: um and it was 95 years ago the grand teton national park was established I don't know if I've ever done a National Park uh, announcement before. Last Marines left Beirut today in 84. Uh, Let's see what else. Oh, uh, the first time the World Trade Center was bombed. Um,
3: I saw that one.
1: Today in 93. Uh, Trayvon Martin shot and killed 12 years ago today. 12 years ago. would have been 30 today. That's it.
0: You've heard folks elsewhere mock Florida is gonna Florida. Well, Mark Miller sees it differently. He calls it the good, the bad, and the ugly. What you got, Mark?
3: We go to Johnston, Rhode Island for the good, where a hiker was attacked by a coyote. He killed the coyote with his bare hands. Wow. Right? (laughs)
1: That's what I thought. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Come on. I'm impressed. You impressed? Yeah. (laughs) Wow.
3: For the bad, we go to Indiana where Connor Litka is stupid. He's 21. And he walked into a Land Rover dealership and tried to buy a Land Rover with a $12 million check that he had with him. Okay. They threw him out. So then he went to the Porsche dealership with a $78 million check in hopes of buying a new Porsche. When the dealership employees refused to sell him the car, he walked around to the back entrance of the dealership looking for keys and refused to leave the dealership until they sold him a car. They called the police on him and he was arrested on the spot with his $78 million check.
1: So that's not enough for a Lamborghini or Range Rover these days? I mean, I know prices are going up, but man.
3: For the ugly, we go to London where a 52-year-old man is now in police custody after calling the police on himself. It was just before noon on Monday when a motorist reported he was driving drunk and he doesn't know what he's doing. So the police were dispatched. They found him in a van on the side of the road. No word of a river was nearby, but the breath test revealed he was three times over the legal limit.
1: So... If you still have enough wherewithal to call the police, don't you have enough wherewithal to just pull over and go, I shouldn't be driving? Correct. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, it almost sounds like golf there. So he called the rules violation on himself. himself. That's what you're saying.
3: Exactly. And a little follow-up today. We talked about this a while back. The Florida games finally happened over the weekend in St. Augustine, where they had... People trying to fake steel things, mud wrestling, and, uh, of course, the obstacle course where you had to carry bikes through a maze of different obstacles. But many Florida men and women showed up to the event that took place in St. Augustine. They have threatened to do this again next year. And that is The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly on today, February the 26th, 2024.
1: Made all the national shows, I know that. Will probably make, for those of you that stay up for it, I'll bet you it may make a few Monday night monologues on the 1130 show circuit. So, yeah, not the best to look for the Sunshine State.
3: <laughs> when is it? When do we ever have a good look? I mean, when does on. the rest of the nation go? Hey, you know what? Florida's doing it. Let's go there.
1: Uh, I, even I though know.
3: even though we handled the pandemic better than any damn state in the union, we weren't told that by everybody else. We were told how we were blanking it up.
1: Well, it, I mean, you know, handled is is an interesting word. Some people say we ignored it. So, but you know, but you know, that's that's a way to handle it. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. Um, here's a question. Is there enough points for you to actually bet on the Miami hurricanes in a men's basketball game the rest of the year? Hell no. Cause Miami's getting 13 and a half at North Carolina.
3: It's a lot of points. You're right. It is. Miami is bad.
1: Well, and not only that, Mark. They kind of look disinterested. You get the sense watching Miami lately that, yeah, they're not really interested in playing.
2: Laranega's the disinterested. Fits. They're all disinterested. It's an unserious program this year. Which so is- They were
1: serious till about a month ago. But it just seems as if the players packed it in, Laranega took a couple attempts to try to shake them out of it, and they're like, no, man, we're done. So are we laying the 13 and a half then? We don't normally do this. No,
3: I I would stay away from the game. It's just a game I wouldn't bet.
1: It's 7 o'clock on ESPN. 9 o'clock on ESPN. Another terrific game in the Big 12. 11th ranked Baylor is a road underdog at TCU. Horned Frogs have to lay two and a half at home. That's not our system. Are we? Oh, playing we've, we've played
3: these games before.
1: We've done it a couple times. And we're
3: doing it tonight.
1: So we're laying the two and a half with TCU?
3: The game, though, David, is Prairie View. Oh, here we go. Is that Mississippi Valley State? Uh-huh. Mississippi Valley State yet to win a game this year. They are getting nine and a half at home.
1: We have to lay the points. They're, I mean... To say they're really bad, well, they're 0-27. No, they're really bad. Like when Detroit was 0-26, we were betting Detroit against Uwe Pooey. Detroit had actually played like 10 games where they were really competitive. Mississippi Valley State is really bad. Now, Prairie View's not great. 5-9 and nine in the SWAC, 10-17 and 17 overall. It's the Panthers against the Delta Devils. ESPN's matchup predictor gives Prairie View an 89% chance at victory, Mark. (laughs) They play nine times. Prairie View would win eight. I say we lay the nine and a half. Done. Okay. Done. Sorry, Mississippi Valley State. I'm sorry.
3: Four games in the NHL tonight. Edmonton home for L.A. The Bruins are on the road taking on the Kraken at 10. Dallas and the Islanders. And Ovechkin at home tonight against the Senators.
1: Well, we know what Trent's going to do. He's going to bet the Pistons tonight and take 10.5 at Madison Square against the Knicks. Uh, The heater in Sacramento, it's on NBA TV. The NBA TV double dip at 7 and 10, if you're interested. It's Toronto, Indiana, Miami, and Sacramento. I will say this. Brooklyn had a coaching change. They don't look very interested in playing. How how desperate are we? How much of a role do we think we're on? Brooklyn's a one-and-a-half-point road favorite at Memphis.
3: David, this is what you do. This is who you are. And I love you for it. And I appreciate it. But all yeah. of a sudden a system that's working extremely well. Uh-huh. And there's not enough system games on a Monday, so you immediately run to the association where you think you have a feeling about a game. What happened oh, yes. the last time you had a feeling about a couple NBA games?
1: Oh, I I got my butt kicked. I was right. terrible, right? And
3: yeah. you want to take Brooklyn or you want to take Memphis at home against Brooklyn tonight? Well, yeah, Brooklyn's lost four in a row.
2: Spread, what's the spread? One and a half.
1: Brooklyn's Uh-oh. favorite. It's basically picking who you think is going to win.
2: I don't know about that one.
1: I don't know. I know. Listen, it, that's the game. If you're betting that game, that you call 1-800-GAMBLER. No, you have a problem if you're betting Brooklyn and Memphis. You are. Either that or you've won so much money, you're just betting everything now. Because, well. So there you go.
2: If you want to chase your tail in the association, the Heat are boosted to plus 275 against the Kings tonight in Sacramento.
1: Well, remember, no Jimmy Butler. No, uh, how do you pronounce his name? Jovic? Jovic, yeah. Jovic. Okay, and no Thomas Bryant because they're all suspended from the melee against the Pelicans. So they're short handed tonight.
3: And they're just sucking you in with yep. a big boost. Trent.
2: Oh, Hard Rock, they know what they're doing.
3: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. The sports books knows what they're doing. Who would have thought? Because they keep knocking them down and building smaller ones.
1: By the way, how about a shout out to Shake Zula in the Twitch chat room? He's flying right now. He's over Arkansas on his way to Denver for a ski trip. He's still listening to the show. All right. Way to go. Those in flight movies must suck. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep listening. your
3: shoes on, Shake Zulo. That's all we ask. Yeah. No bare feet on the plane. That's that's no. important.
1: It's disgraceful.
2: My flight back from Nashville yesterday, I was in between two older women. Some hilarious conversation, I will say. I'm a I'm a I'm a talker on the plane. I love to talk. You guys, oh you,
1: no. You guys, this surprises you,
3: you, you why, David.
2: <laughs> you guys would hate sitting next to me on the plane. No, I d
3: see, David would. I don't mind at all. I'll have a conversation the entire well, doesn't bother me a bit.
2: Here, here's the thing. I'm very self aware though. So I if someone is not having it, I can tell pretty quickly and I just I shut it down. I'm not relentless like that. I'm not ruthless. But if are you're, you're a- going to talk to me, I'll talk to you the whole time. The are whole you time okay
1: with being told enough? Yes. Okay. All I right. mean, so we-
3: have you ever uttered that phrase to someone?
1: Yeah. In fact, <laughs> I this year I turned to a guy and I said, what part of me ignoring you with my eyes closed are you having trouble understanding? <laughs>
3: special
2: you got to spell it out for some people
1: listen didn't realize i'd have to go there i'm not responding to you i am pretending to be asleep with my eyes closed
3: and you weren't gentle in the face we already knew that
1: i'm never gentle in the face
3: right Uh, a couple of older ladies and trent trent starts talking he was talking that whole flight there was no way at that point you you can't walk away then Oh, can't no. put can't put the headsets in when you engage uh-uh. two older women. If they're gonna engage you, you're done. You were probably set up with three granddaughters. I was and a niece of, by the time it was over with. Hearing
2: all about granddaughters.